0: The doorknob when you grab their dick, twist, and pull. <laughs> like you're opening a door. You know what I'm talking about.
1: There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema.
0: Damn, that was fast.
1: We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Send it around our monthly theme to answer one Simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave... it, ...and Casey. Oh, I'll make you work for it. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey?
0: Girls, guns, and ginas. It's Femme Fatale (laughs) Month, baby. You better hope all these girls don't sync up at the same time or we're all fucking dead. We are watching movies about... Deadly women who are sexy, who shoot guns, maybe a harpoon if they're underwater. But no, that was the <laughs> wrong Laura Croft movie. We got halfway through before we realized it was the wrong Laura Co- Croft movie. Yeah,
1: we did do that. We did do that.
0: <sighs> but last week, I brought one for the money, starring the woman everyone loves to work with, Catherine Heigl. Uh, Dave, I knew I could almost hear him screaming from twenty miles away this week you brought something on the opposite end of the spectrum what did you bring for us
2: yeah yeah yeah. i was very upset last week and you called me out ahead of time even knowing that i would bitch that it wasn't a femme fatale movie (laughs) because the borderline (laughs) wasn't
0: we had dave bingo of all the things you were gonna yell at me yeah (laughs) and we won
2: (laughs) i went with a little more classic portrayal of the femme fatale from 1995 sam raimi's can I say masterpiece of the Western (laughs) genre starring Sharon Stone, the quick and the dead and Holy shit. Has it been a while since I watched this movie?
1: If we're going to make sense of quick and the dead, we're going to need an elevator pitch, Dave, where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. So here's your setup. You didn't really think a whole lot about the consequences of agreeing to hold a playing card in the air while a flamboyant man with a well manicured mustache rolls off the back of a horse and attempts to shoot a bullet through the card that you're holding. Firearms circa 1881 being what they are, you know, terribly inaccurate. In the 10 seconds before the bullet lodges
2: somewhere inside of you, sell us on this movie. Russell Crowe and Sharon Stone participate in a shootist tournament held by Gene Hackman that Sam Elliott, for some reason, isn't fucking in. Seven seconds. <laughs> okay, oh. yeah. Why? Well, yeah, they it- made a Western movie. Sam Elliott has to be there. Agreed. I know,
0: but he's always going to be in the final two, and they had to have Sharon Stone, and they had to have... Uh, Gene. Gene Hackman in there. So they couldn't have. Too many cooks, Dave.
2: Case, I know you're very sad that I am now deceased. Uh, I really shouldn't have taken that bet. More importantly, you probably shouldn't have played cards with that guy immediately after the fact because like six of his aces have holes in them. It's really easy for you to tell what's out there, but somehow you are all in and he's got the pocket aces. They have holes in them, Casey. I
0: still don't understand poker. (laughs) That's real. I still don't, and I can't... don't want to.
2: So, you've got about ten seconds before he calls your bluff and you lose everything. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie.
0: Rather than using the voting system, one town decides to use a convoluted game of Human Mousetrap to get a new mayor. (laughs) Eight seconds? Human Mousetrap, that's all it was. Get a little... TNT over here, get a fake dead Sharon Stone over there, and hey, we get a new mayor.
1: You can't give the the whole plot away, Case, before we go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Can I frame the Quick and the Dead as sort of a comic book take on Westerns? Like, there's a whole lot of colorful characters, and it tells a story of vengeance that's set in a shootout competition run by the big baddie,
2: Herod. Of course you can frame it like a comic book. Sam Raimi certainly fucking did. <laughs>
0: It'd be like if Sam Raimi did the picture Bible. You know what I mean? Like, which I would read yeah. that. Yeah. It yeah, would man. be way more because we have Herod, biblical name, tried to kill baby Jesus. He's trying to kill baby Sharon Stone or something. I don't know. We'll link it up.
2: Our big bad Herod is deliciously evil, even for a fucking Western films villain. He decides who lives and dies to the point of public ad hoc executions. He takes 50% of all revenue the town takes in, somehow. And if you leave him to run off to Mexico and become a preacher, then he'll burn your mission down and just drag your ass back. That is mighty specific, Dave. It it was shockingly specific, and yet he (laughs) did it.
1: The preacher in this case is called Court, and he's chained up and forced to participate in the town shootout. See, Herod wants to show him that he's not a man of God and that he's just a killer of men which I guess is just sort of a man of God. But then Court spends most of the film trying to undermine Herod, except when he's got to shoot people to live.
2: Yeah, see, Court's not the only one in redemption who's out for redemption. And and you see why they called it that? What? Damn it. Our protagonist, Femme Fatale, the lady, is here to kill Herod as well. See, when she was a kid, Herod did some heinous evil that we'll explain later that caused the death of her father. But she gets pulled into the tournament to save court from Herod's aforementioned public hangings. That's a redemption moment too, but but I'll also save that for later. All these colorful Western
1: characters are in the tournament. Some for the money, others to try and kill Herod. Um, here's just a few to, to give you a sample of some of the delicious characters that we get. There's a Swedish fast draw champion. Sergeant Cantrell is a lawman that moonlights as a contract killer. A recently escaped inmate called Scar. Virgil, who's a wanted outlaw with posters of him in the saloon. Ace is a flamboyant, boisterous card-themed shooter, and there's even a terribly young-looking Leonardo DiCaprio as
2: the kid. DiCaprio is also Herod's kid. The lady in court advanced to the next round, which impresses, I guess, Herod? I don't (laughs) know. Something like that. It's not really that impressive at any point, but he's impressed.
0: Hey, it's his three checkoffs. Girl, Jana gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh.
2: Herod invites the lady to dinner and she fails to kill him, resolving to challenge him to a match since the rules don't let you say no, but she gets beat to it by the kid. The only thing that the kid wants is respect from his
0: father. Aww. Touching. Yeah, I can tell you're 20. That's <laughs> cute. <laughs> you still want to go to Christmas.
1: Yeah, and he thinks that he has to outdraw him to show Herod that he's a shooting man and not a farmer. Because Herod spends a whole lot of time denigrating him as a farmer.
2: <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. It's, geez, this man spends a lot of time insulting his son.
1: And, and can we just say like, hey, um, farmers are great because I like food. I don't know about yeah, you guys. Yeah, know,
0: like, Gene Hackman's never came in and shot one of my plates and a pizza appeared. So, right, like, right. So, like, fuck yeah, farmers, fuck Gene Hackman, respectfully.
2: The kid manages to nick Herod, but Herod shoots the kid dead. Herod then forces Court and the lady to duel. They try to refuse, but in the end, Court shoots the lady down. The town doctor proclaims her dead and cries because he knew her when she was little. Court, after killing the lady, is just fucking lit. He's super angry, and he demands to duel Herod. However, court
1: settles for dawn the next day. Anyway, they face off, and when Herod draws, the fucking clock tower explodes, followed immediately by Herod's mansion exploding
0: behind him. Then the bar and the fuck—nearly half the town is blown to splinters.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot.
0: I have feelings. Save it. <laughs> yeah. I have so many feelings.
2: Out of the out of the smoke and dust walks the lady who actually what isn't dead. That? Yeah.
0: What? Are we never gonna use her name?
2: Ellen? no, because they bring it in like three quarters of the way through the movie and they yeah. use it four times. Yeah, okay. The movie doesn't care either. She's right. the lady. Court kills off Harrod's henchman and the lady and Harrod face off. He hits the lady, but she finishes Harrod off with a bullet right through his goddamn eye and one through oh. his chest that you can see daylight through. Yeah, That's love a big old that. hole in
1: his face. I love it. Love it. She t- And then she tosses her father's marshal badge to court and just says the most beautiful line for a Western, the laws come back to town and rides off into the fucking dawn. It's such a
2: goddamn mood. It's one of my absolute favorite tropes of the genre. Whoever holds the Marshall badge is the Marshall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very Highlander kind of feel. Um, I also like that she, that here's one thing, you know I hate Westerns, but here's yeah. something nice I'm gonna say i like that they don't try to wrap anything up afterwards just like <laughs> bad guy's dead see you later thank you yeah. westerns like right. i don't want to see the town six months later nope. don't ruin castlevania just stop when the bad guy's dead we're done yep. see you later okay let's start at the end because i need to talk about this fucking explosion okay. If they would have just blown up the clock tower okay but this town has like six buildings and you just (laughs) killed half of them not to mention the other half are structurally fucked also there's a whole bunch of bystanders that didn't know about the explosion so like people died more people died than necessary so are you telling me that like no one's gonna tear russell crowe apart After they find out, like, their three kids were murdered in the blast. (laughs) I. I, They they were already throwing trash at him at one point in this movie.
2: So the the doctor did know about the plan, right? Because he had to help him fake the lady's death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Presumably the doctor, court, and the blind kid at least were in on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the blind kid gave her the ink that she used to fake the blood. Right. Um, yes. So I'm willing to give them the off screen benefit of the doubt that the blind kid and the doctor were kind of you know moseying around the sides of the street, going, "Hey, you should probably stand over here." Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge.
0: I know, but you saw people flying through the explosions, so like, hopefully those were all bad. Guys, yeah. yeah those, question mark.
2: Those were probably mostly Herod's bad guys, but they make up like 20 percent of the population of this town, so there's still probably yeah. going to be some knock on effects. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, they just lost, they lost Harrod's Mansion, sure. There's probably some bad memories associated with that place. But you sure. also lost, I think, uh, you know, they lost the clock tower. I think mm-hmm. they lost a bar. It looked like they blew up oh. the saloon. Right,
0: right. Oh, fuck that. Get the liquor out.
2: Losing the clock tower is a big goddamn deal. Like, did right. you see how shitty everyone's watches were here? They need that to sync up to.
0: <laughs> it just felt like the... I hope the sequel is like the Quick and the Dead 2. You've got some splainin' to do. Like everybody fixing the fucking town up because...
2: It's it's absolutely an unnecessarily dramatic way to go about this. Because like the whole point of the plan was to murder Herod, right? Right, right. You could do that at any point. He's just walking around, man.
0: Right. I was like, why the fuck has no one poisoned him? Are you telling me there's no women in this town? Women are poisoners poison ah. his ass.
1: Okay, I think part of the reason that people didn't shoot him is because Herod had so many men around that that he would, you know, it's a suicide mission to do so. But also, uh he builds up a mystique of invulnerability. I mean,
0: Herod's a bad ass and a bad man. You literally could have poisoned him at that bar he was at every single fucking day. <laughs> He's abs- is all I'm saying. He's
2: absolutely a badass, but I think he just forces everyone else into only confronting him in the way that he's best suited to deal with it. Which sure. is the one on one duel in the middle of the street because he's fucking great at those. He's awesome. But like, why does everyone else insist on only doing it in that manner? Apparently, if you just give court two guns, he turns into John Wick immediately and every guard <laughs> within a block of him is dead.
1: Yeah! What? Why yeah. did we have
2: to do that within the structure of the shootout tournament? Why didn't you just, you know, do that when he was at breakfast?
1: Since we're talking about the end of the movie, that is a badass spot where Court just grabs a rifle and a pistol. And this, I mean, these pistols fucking pick people off from ridiculous distances for 1881. But he just snipes some dude off of a rooftop and then he pops the fucking rifle over his shoulder and fires
0: yes. behind
2: him and takes people. It's, it's so straight good.
0: Straight in this guy's face.
2: <laughs> My guy's out here popping no look 360 akimbo headshots and you want me to feel like there's a fucking threat to
0: him? I know. <laughs> Gene Hackman is just as good. So it's like, oh, you know, like they'll never, or Gene Hackman might be a little bit better. So I get that. But like, you couldn't have killed his men. Right. And then, you know what I mean? And then poisoned him, (laughs) fuck. Okay, clearly
1: you guys are missing the point that this is a Western movie designed to do what Western movies do best, which is just shootouts. There's 11 fucking shootouts in the quick and the dead. So I guess that raises the question, right? Casey, what was your favorite shootout?
0: I don't want to say, skip me. (laughs) You got to. Skip me. Okay,
2: right off the bat, I do want to say, I love this movie. I remember loving this movie. Why are so many of the shootouts not real shootouts and it's just the characters kind of over a black background doing Western things into the middle (laughs) space?
0: Uh, the, there was a lot of close ups and zooms. Right. We do uh,
2: circle back and get some classic <laughs> Western shootouts eventually. But when the yeah. tournament starts, you get one real fight and then yeah, it's just a whole bunch of like people getting their picture taken at Cedar Point in old
0: time bo, bo, <laughs> bo, bo, girl. I thought it, it the first time it it really built tension, I think they did a really good i full disclosure, I've never seen this movie in my life. Uh, so this is my my first I have no nostalgia tied to this um I think they did a good job with building tension of like kind of dramatic but like oh you don't really know what's going on and then yeah it's a lot of voguing for a while but they, they, they do a good job
1: okay Dave what was your favorite shootout since Casey refuses to share
2: oh absolutely it's the the fight between Herod and Ace um, uh-huh. That is, for me, they they try yep. to build a lot of tension in every gunfight in this movie. And to be honest, a lot of it doesn't work. Uh, but that one hits this perfect balance in the conversation back and forth between Herod and Ace. You get that, like, Western, old-timey, we're both dangerous, escalating tensions. You get the absolute insanity of him shooting the man's finger off. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah Unbelievably
2: dramatic. Holy shit, right. do I love yeah. it. Then him switching hands to blow off the other one while he's lighting his cigarette and not even looking. Are you kidding me? Delicious. Right. Fucking love With a it. fucking match. He's lighting a cigarette with a match not looking. He shoots his finger off. Doesn't even put the match out. Fucking delicious. Love it. It is peak insanity for a Western, but they absolutely pulled it off, and it's just fun all the way through that scene.
0: And of course it's Lance fucking Henriksen. Yes. The only person that really can go toe-to-toe with Gene Hackman's character. I feel like he's the only person that brought that same amount of gravitas to him to it.
1: Lance Hendrickson's ace is so good. We'll we'll have to talk about him more.
0: Can I like just make a dream diary thing right here? I want this Gene Hackman and hard targets lance henriksen to like have have a conversation yeah in either film but i just want to watch them like smolder at each other for a while my favorite shootout
1: is the shootout
0: between court and spotted horse so yes <laughs> spotted horse
1: is the the classic uh or is the the native american trope character but the thing about spotted horse is they spend a whole lot of time Showing him where he stands up at the bar, takes his fucking clothes off, and he's just riddled with bullet holes. Yeah. And he spends—he has a fucking monologue describing all of the times he's been shot and how a bullet cannot kill Spotted Horse. On the flip side, Court only gets one bullet for every shootout because he, because Herod is afraid of him going John Wick on on him and killing him, so he gets one bullet. So when he Court has this shootout with Spotted Horse. And he shoots Spotted Horse, and everyone's like, oh, he's dead. And then Spotted Horse gets up and he's scrambling to get another bullet while <laughs> Spotted Horse is trying to shoot him. And it's just so much fun. It's ridiculous. It has that ridiculousness, but also it's tense because you're like, oh my God, is he going to get a bullet before fucking Spotted Horse gets up and puts a bullet in him?
2: It does. My only disappointment with that scene is that if you're going to spend so much time going on about how Spotted Horse cannot be killed by a bullet and has been (laughs) shot like 30 goddamn times previously, I was really hoping there was going to be some like, I can be killed by no man, I am no man twist at the end of it, but now he just shoots him again and then he's dead and he can be killed by a bullet apparently.
0: He can only take one at a time,
2: (laughs) not two. Right. Like he there was even there was a line of dialogue about how Spotted Horse had been shot in the neck earlier in the day and the bullet hadn't come out yet. So like in the head in the head. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe you shoot him <laughs> in the same hole and the first bullet gets knocked out the back of him. I don't know how you're going to film it, but do something with that. <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. Right. Like Robin Hood, this shit. Come on. <laughs>
0: All right, Casey. Bill it. My favorite is when Sharon Stone iced her dad. That was my favorite shootout. That's, I'm sorry. And I knew that it was gonna train wreck everything and you guys were gonna be mad.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: That's the one that got me.
1: What's... That fucking sent me. Watching your reaction as you watched that was fucking amazing. I knew what was coming and I looked at you and you just but
0: reacted. What's worse? is it was Gary Sinise. Man.
2: Let's add in some context for those of you that haven't seen the movie. Sharon Stone has a pretty typical Western backstory where uh, when she was just a little girl, her father was the marshal. Gene Hackman came to town and hung her dad and now she's out for revenge, right? Classic Western backstory. However, the twist this time is that Gene Hackman gave her a pistol and the opportunity to shoot the rope to let her dad free. She's like eight or so. So the first round <laughs> yep. just goes right through daddy's forehead.
1: Right. Just perfectly center. And Gene Ackman's like, oh, that's good enough. Deuces, bitches, and rides out.
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to be more sinister, like he molested her or something. Because he was like grabbing her up and riding her around on a horse against her will and shit. And so technically, legally gene hackman didn't kill her dad so she has no reason to be chasing him through a desert and really needs to be chasing herself down some therapy this, about it
2: this is the most cartoonishly evil unnecessary addition to a backstory oh yeah what you had was fine
0: right right yeah no he's he, he just...
2: stringing up daddy was more than enough backstory for the rest of the film
0: no we needed that special touch for some reason and like it was a lot. I yelled. <laughs> this is why I don't go to movie theaters because I yell and like everybody's gonna be mad. So it got me though, man.
1: It, you had told me that it was the first time that you were watching the movie, and so I knew that that is kind of a shocker moment <laughs> because, like Dave said, it's totally unnecessary. I don't know why it's here.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. It was it was a lot. <laughs> Just imagine, like, put yourself in that position as an eight year old and you just put one between your dad's eyes when you were helping him fix the car. There's a lot of <laughs> thoughts going through your head. At the same time, none either.
1: We talked a lot about Ace. Ace is my favorite shooter character, though. Even though I really love the, the different shootout, it as far as characters go, Lance Henriksen is amazing. He's got this long hair, manicured mustache. He does card tricks. I love it when he does the roll off the back of the horse and shoot through the... Shoot the center of the card. The whole thing—it's just—it's ridiculous. He's and super
0: flamboyant dressing.
1: Yes, yes. he's got like, aces on his boots uh that are so oh like God, sewn in. Yes, they're cards—the ace of spades—and he puts an ace in his card deck every
2: time he kills someone. I love it. I love it. It—the man has a theme. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like. It's very lucky he's in a western because in any other time frame he's a batman villain.
1: It's he, Smoke and
2: Aces is what
1: I thought of, right? He's got that Smoke and Aces vibe. Dave, who's your favorite shooter?
2: Uh well, first of all, I they're not shooters, they are shootists. Oh, uh, I'm right. sorry. <laughs> which should give you a hint to my answer because it is absolutely the army general who's moonlighting as a contract killer. <laughs>
0: Keith David. Absolutely
2: adore this man because of one. Yeah, his line of dialogue is that he's a professional shootist, which I don't think is a word.
0: <laughs> it is when he you need it to about be.
2: That. Yeah. I did
0: too. <laughs> and I about
2: that. this man's idea. This man rolled up to a quick draw competition with just his gun on a hinge on his belt, so that he can just spin <laughs> it around and shoot it without ever detaching it. It's so stupid, and I love it.
1: Ah, uh, that is one of my favorite things about like the unique character traits is his spinny gun. It's so much fun.
0: It's like working at Applebee's or no TGI Friday's. It's his flair. Like, everybody's got to have their own unique thing. Sharon Stone has a vagina that we all saw a couple years ago. Um, he's got the spinny guns. Ace has all the leather. I'm going to I'm going to be a bad person and say my favorite shooter was Harrod. I just love Gene Hackman yeah, because he is the best and everybody's mad about it and they forget to clap for him and he's mad at them for that. (laughs) Listen, I may be LeBron James, but I still expect you to cheer at the games even though you know I'm going to win it. You know what I mean? Like, shit, dude.
1: I love that half the town is trying, like, hoping that he's going to get killed and so when he wins, they, they don't react and he just tells them to clap and they all do it like that level of evil where he can command people to adore him and they respond is just a great way of like leaning into the the sort of feudalistic evil that gene hackman embodies in this film and he nails
2: honestly he's also the only one who's acting legitimately sold me on them being that (laughs) good with a pistol like yeah Everybody oh, yeah. else, they just tried to fake it with some smash cuts and dolly zooms. But, like, Gene Hackman, I legitimately, like, bought it.
0: Uh, I think Leo, too, personally. He did a couple little gun tricks. What I what I like about Leo's
1: character is that he has that really young, cocky confidence that works well with a, like, kid trope character. Yeah. Right? And And I think that it sells the kind of danger. I love that, like, every time leo wins a battle he's like oh my god did you see that that was even faster than that and he like sells himself every time it's like a wwf almost
0: (laughs) character style it was almost too much sometimes but it never was it was almost too much So i'm like oh my god you are leaning the fuck in but also that like door-to-door bible salesman vibe i'm getting (laughs) it
2: i think I think if it wasn't Leo DiCaprio, and specifically a very young Leo DiCaprio, it wouldn't have worked.
0: I would have hated it. Sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Try swapping in modern-day Leo DiCaprio for that in your head. It's not good.
0: (laughs) No. Okay, I was thinking swapping Denny from The Room. (laughs) And now it just got so creepy of like, hi, Sharon Stone. I was just watching you sleep and loading my gun. Not weird. I just like to watch. (laughs)
1: While we're briefly digressing on the kid, Matt Damon turned that role down, and Sam Rockwell Good. was auditioned for it, but they chose Leo over Sam Rockwell. Oh, <laughs> man.
0: How do you like them bullets, eh? like, Can you imagine Matt Damon? Get the fuck out of here. No. I would prefer a young Ben Affleck, though I don't want either if, you know, you can't bring up one without the other.
2: Honestly, I think Russell Crowe is probably the weakest casting in this for me as Court, He's just fine.
0: I look kind of sad all the time. I, I, can I say something maybe controversial to our older audience? Fuck me up. I didn't know Russell Crowe existed before Gladiator. And so like, (laughs) I just didn't realize he was in movies in the nineties. This is his first
1: film in, in America.
2: Like I I guess like he's okay. I and I do like when he's shooting stuff and when he does his little gun tricks in Leo's gun shop. Like that all looked cool, but the emotional arc of him being like a preacher who yeah. had abandoned all of this and is supposed to be feeling emotionally torn. I don't buy that at all. This man got so horny the instant iron hit his hand that like it's not <laughs> working for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We got to talk more
1: about how deliciously evil here it is. Because one of the things that's just just I, I fucking I love him as a villain. He is one of my favorite cinema villains. And one of the things that he does really great is even when he fucking kills his own kid, after he dies, he refuses to fucking reach out to him and disowns him. Right there on the spot. Yeah, it's never proven that's that it was my to kid.
0: protect himself. He's compartmentalized. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't be sad wasn't your kid.
1: Gene Gene Hackman does a really good job of making the one-dimensional character have some kind of like
2: vulnerable depth to him and I think it makes it even better. He has one scene of emotional depth and every other scene is just him demonstrating cartoonish villainy.
0: He but listen, he kept trying to refuse to fight his son. Yeah, he kept That was him to you step could out. that was his one soft spot on his rock hard diamond exterior of but also he's a killer first and a father second
1: yeah yeah
0: love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life (laughs) I'm full of wisdom today great advice case great advice thank you great advice Herod does
1: multiple times say you made your point to Leo and tell him to stand down
0: gives him a lot of outs gives him a lot of outs
2: yeah, he does. It's more every other scene that he's in is just him reminding people of the insane taxes that he puts through uh, him. Just dragging court back into the criminal life, kicking and screaming throughout. Yeah. <laughs> what about the dinner scene? Oh, my God. The dinner scene. Look, I love a cartoonishly evil villain. I don't need nuance in my villains. <laughs>
1: This is shitty cinema,
2: it, not right. it great does, cinema. I, I, I don't need villains that I I hate that I love. It can be villains that I just hate and I love that I hate them. That, <laughs> and that is very much what Herod is. And holy shit, does that come through in the dinner scene with goddamn Sharon Stone? Because the dinner scene is when we find out that Herod's father apparently played Russian roulette with their family and blew his own head off in the process.
0: And he was so excited about it. <laughs> Yay, we get to have french fries for dinner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which this is a story that Herod tells immediately before promising to ruin Sharon Stone's pussy. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. The guy is all over the fucking map. I'm glad I'm not in the dating pool anymore. It's just another reminder of like, yeah, no, it's. (laughs) That doesn't turn
1: you on. That doesn't get you going, listening to someone talk about how their dad blew their fucking brains
0: out in front of them? Nah. Then we went to McDonald's, and I can make sure you never walk again, if you know what I mean.
2: That is basically the conversation. He offers her more money than she could ever spend, and when she says, it yep. wouldn't feel like I'd earned it, he says, oh, yes, it oh, would.
0: yes, it would. It is so uncomfortable. I'm like, Ugh, like you, you – We've said it before.
2: Bro, Sharon Stone,
0: you had pulled the piece. Therefore, (laughs) you should have pulled pulled the trigger. trigger. Pull the trigger. Shoot him in the dick.
2: Right. She has a gun out at this point. How did you not pull the trigger on reflex from that? I know. I know. (laughs) She
0: had, like, dropped it, I think, and was still, like, trying to Spider Man it up. Where I'm like, everybody has superhero reflexes. No one heard something go, <laughs> <laughs> if I drop my keys, it has scared my dogs awake from another room.
2: Uh, no, Case, you say that she dropped her gun and Gene Hackman, Harrod, just didn't notice that. He absolutely knew it. The subtext of that entire scene is Sharon Stone wanting to murder Gene Hackman and Gene Hackman's Herod being even hornier because of it. Yep. Like that only makes it hotter for him.
0: Kind of made me wish it would have worked out for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, again, he didn't murder her dad.
2: <laughs> yes, I, he I lo- did. I love your
0: she technicality, did. Case. I love your she technicality.
1: Did.
0: Yeah, I mean, he strung him
1: up and a noose and, you know, uh, put him on that chair and made it
2: precarious so that he was about to die. Right, like I would love, we, now we got to do a whole other month just on this. Like, I want the podcast where you're sitting here going, I don't get why people are after this
0: Saw guy. Like- <laughs> They're in a hell of their own making. <laughs> and you can let yourself out anytime. you got to forgive, though. you got to forgive.
1: Case, you know the scene where Gene Hackman slaps Sharon Stone?
0: Yeah, you you are kidding yourself. If you don't think I could have slapped him back before someone grabbed me. Because all day I dream about slapping.
1: That was unscripted. And that's an act- That's her actual reaction.
0: Oh my god. Wow, Sharon Stone. Why so slow? <laughs> what the fuck? You should have got one back on him.
1: I would have loved to have seen the film take of Gene Hackman slapping Casey. And just Casey, res- like, fucking bringing back and coming in with a haymaker slap and laying Gene Hackman.
0: Out. <laughs> it's a light slap to the left side and while you're looking at that hand it's uppercut. <laughs> Just No, I actually Gene Hackman's expression when they're being pulled apart, that must have been a real reaction too because it is genuine mirth. And, like, oh, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, I actually, yeah. it's funny you say that slap was real because I noticed his reaction at her reaction felt like, are you going to let me get away with this? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah, it does. It kind of does, was doesn't it? It's very neener, neener in a dark way. <laughs> it works well in the context of the film, it comes
1: off great. We got to talk about this week's femme fatale, Sharon Stone. And I have a big question. So do you think that Sharon Stone hits the lone gunman role? How how well does
2: she do? Oh, man, she's fucking fantastic. She- <laughs> yeah. This character is 100% through and through, just the Western drifter that blows into town, shoots up the place, and rides off. That's it. Nothing more to the character. She barely gets a name. She's called the <laughs> lady for 90% of the film. <laughs>
0: I also like that she's not instantly nice to kids. Like, it's not like, oh, huh, like nurturing. She's cold and shut off to everyone because she has to be. Will she save yeah, your kid? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But she's not, she's still going to be a dick to it. And I hope that's the aunt that I am.
2: Well, except for the one literally named the kid that she bangs. But. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, little girl kids no sharon stone's a predator and we can talk <laughs> about it if you want okay hey, she's, she's a problematic bae i know and it's and they have the men do it too right. so like we didn't have to have that sam raimi i know technically he's 20 in this movie I'm <laughs> like uh no they didn't have id back then and like some like <laughs> people have like tree rings so Err on the side of caution and say no, Sharon Stone.
2: You know, it's a, it's, it is a hell of a whiplash for a scene. Because right off the bat, you get Sharon Stone waking up in an old-timey bed, mostly nude. Mm, it's a good, it, it's it's a great shot. The and player. then we cut over to this 14-year-old-looking Leo DiCaprio <laughs> that it's implied she just banked. Look, when I was a kid and watched this, loved that. Yeah, Give absolutely. me goals. Yes. But yes. coming back to it now, it's a little uncomfortable, yeah.
0: I didn't like it, I didn't like it.
1: Case, I gotta get your take on this. So Sharon Stone kisses both Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Russell Crowe in this movie. And she has gone on record saying that the best kisser that she's ever had on screen was Russell Crowe and that Leo was fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, because he's a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, scream it from the rooftop, Sharon. What? Ugh. I'm sorry. He's even if he's 20, he's still a kid. Like you don't reach your zenith he's at 21. 20.
2: Well, he was probably 20 at time of film when it was filming. Yeah.
0: yeah. I counted for all of this, Dave. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole because so I was like, no, okay, no, no, no. Time. Let's no, just no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Let's hold everyone accountable here, okay? Why did she kiss Leo? Let's back up because. We could have maybe believed that they nothing happened between them because they were too drunk or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, maybe that's what we're in plan- But after Leo wins his first shootout and she tongue fucks his face real quick in front of his fiance or mm-hmm. whatever, girlfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. I hated it more. <laughs> I hated it more.
1: I think that the lady has a lot of things in common with our other femme fatales this month, Stephanie Plum and Laura Croft. They're all pretty hesitant on killing, although Sharon Stone's got the highest body count of all of them.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, and
2: first one I like mostly buy her competence as a killer. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's generally pretty good as a shootist, as the movie would call it. <laughs>
0: She's a natural, you might say. Although it is weird. She has,
2: you know, the one in the rain shootout with the other guy, and they completely abandoned the, like, quick-draw format to just run at each other shooting over and over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love that that's at least somewhat accurate, because if you were running in the rain with a pistol in 1881 trying to shoot someone, you'd probably be terribly, terribly, terribly inaccurate. You'd have to be on top of them to hit them.
0: Yeah, really, yeah, it's but... the crowd you got to worry about. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones yeah. getting hit right now.
2: It's just strange when every other gunfight, they're basically performing fucking surgery with their goddamn guns.
0: Yeah. Yes, right.
2: And and all of a sudden now, no, we got to get to like point blank range before, before these things work again.
1: I love how in like all of the shootouts, there's people behind the contestants. <laughs> like, you all about to catch a bullet. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my comic book claim earlier where I talked about the quick and dead, no dead one being was very comic book-y it. because <laughs> there's a ton of shots that look just like Sam Raimi is trying to reproduce comic frames and to emphasize that he leans real hard into dolly zooms and Dutch angles.
2: Oh my god! <laughs>
1: I-
0: it was yeah. almost family joke, like Family yeah. Guy joke bad yeah. Yeah. at yeah. some points yeah. where I'm like, is this really happening? Right
2: there, there is one gunfight specifically where they are just smashing back and forth between Dolly Zoom, Dolly Zoom, Dolly Zoom, Herod yeah. on the sidelines, Dolly Zoom, gunfighter, Dolly Zoom, other gunfighter, Dolly Zoom, gun clock hand, tower. Dolly Zoom, clock tower, Dolly Zoom. I started getting motion sickness. It's yeah. fucking awful. I was,
0: I was just chanting it, like, I'm nauseous, I'm nauseous. Just like, it was a lot at one point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gratuitous and over the top.
2: This movie needs a warning on the front of it. Like, if you have any inner ear issues, do not watch. <laughs> 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 oh, I think it makes it a little campy. I, I like the
1: camp that it introduces. A little?
0: <laughs> <That> is, it <laughs> a is, is the camp. <laughs> it's... Yeah, sure. The camp is the way it shot. it's shot.
2: It, it is absolutely a Sam Raimi movie, and... If you're familiar with his career, you're going to find a lot of Evil Dead here that you did not expect in the cinematography. All right, we've been going on about this for a while now, and uh, honestly, there's more to say. There's all the weird gun porn that doesn't quite work, but uh, we got to wrap this up. So let's mosey on over to what we do every week. Case, we're going to kick it off with you. This was your first time seeing this quote-unquote classic of Sam Raimi's career. Starring Sharon Stone, The Quick and the Dead. Would you watch it again?
0: I could tell 15 minutes into this movie, this is not a bad movie. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go out there and say, it's not a bad movie. Fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I absolutely loved it, <laughs> minus right. the creepy chomo shit happening with Sharon Stone. <laughs> Didn't love it. But, you know, it it's in every other Western. So we had to sprinkle it on this one. This was not a bad movie. It, yeah, was cheesy at times, but it's Sharon Stone. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Listen, Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's far, far from his Critters days, even though he killed it in fucking Critters 3, whatever. Um, this isn't bad. Gene fucking Hackman. Gene! For the three people that get that Lorraine Mad TV reference, good for you. <laughs>
1: but Gene Hackman. Like, I think about it all the time.
0: But I'm sure there are Western heads that are like, no, this is a bad movie because it's, it's not a real Western. I loved it. Yes, I could keep <laughs> going on about it. It it had enough shooting in it and not so much like, we're just going to show you landscapes. There was Eleven no landscape shootouts. porn. 11. Thank you. It was 11 shoots, zero landscapes. So <laughs> 10 out of 10 Western for me. Yes, I would watch this again. Jay, how about you? 1995's Dusty Sharon Stone. Would you watch it again?
1: That's a a lot of praise from you, Case. I I think so. I watched this early on in my watching westerns career, and I dare say that it may have ruined me on westerns because this is exciting and it's framed all around one shootout, which is really why I watch I watch westerns for either bank robberies and train robberies or shootouts. Those are the only things I, I really give a fuck about. And this film is packed with shootouts, with ridiculous characters. It's so good. I fucking love it. And I expected other Westerns to be like that. So when I was going back and watching so-called classic Westerns, I'm like, these are boring as fuck. Boring as fuck. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm going to watch The Quick and the Dead. It's probably my favorite Western movie, if I had to pick one. I love it. I was so excited when Dave picked it. I agree it's not a bad movie, but I also am broken, and I don't know that I can decide on that. So, Dave, you brought this. 1995's The Quick and the Dead. Would you watch it again?
2: I, I'm i going to say this is absolutely a bad movie in that the parts of it that work best only work for me because I'm the right age for it. <laughs> the, the Dolly Zooms, the comic book framing in a Western that isn't a comic book Western, sure. yeah. it... If you just gave this to anyone who wasn't born in the mid to late eighties, they're probably not going to enjoy it anywhere near as much as we are. And yeah, if you like Westerns, this is a bad one. There's no yeah, landscape yeah, porn. Yeah. The soundtrack is entirely forgettable. I literally cannot yeah. recall any of it trying to. They had right
0: that now. In Vogue song on there, it was
2: great.
1: I don't remember that at all.
2: No. And. No. A large percentage of the early shootout tournament is, like I said, just kind of people doing Western moves over a black background. But despite all of that, I absolutely love this movie. And yeah, I I will add on that I needed more than two years between Leo DiCaprio playing What's Eating Gilbert Grape and playing Sharon Stone's love interest. Uh, It's not enough time. Not ready. But aside from that, I adore the lady as the protagonist in this movie. She's a fantastic Western, like, roll in, shoot everyone, roll out, (laughs) explain nothing. Chad moves, and I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch The Quick and the Dead again. And probably not a surprise coming in, but that is three out of three of us are going to watch this movie again. Great job, Sharon Stone. Just, you know, go a little older next time what about you listeners have you seen it before wouldn't you watch it again if you have let us know um, so we've got what we've got one more week left in this month and we've all done a pick so what are we going to close it out with
1: I'm really glad you asked that Dave it's about high time we are over 200 episodes into shitty cinema and we haven't watched one of the classics of terrible film and it's femme fatale month so
0: we're going to slot in Halle Berry as Catwoman God damn it. <laughs> I've been avoiding this. Like that weird stain on the carpet. Probably from your cat or your woman. Thanks, we babe. have
1: to add this to our library. <laughs> there is no way we can call ourselves Shitty Cinema and not have an episode on Catwoman. So it's
0: our time. Can't wait till next week. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Throw us a bone on Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for all those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, plant the TNT, and just poison Gene Hackman and don't ruin everyone's fucking workplace. Sharon?